0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and H.R. Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: Welcome back here to ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. who's pushing all the right buttons. My co-host Brent Martineau right now, I believe, is just getting started to watch his son tie in a... Because they call that a district game? I think so. He said yeah. playoffs. Playoffs. I think it's a district playoff. I mean, obviously, because you grew up in Philly and I, I'm yeah. from, you know, Wisconsin. We, we call them all different things, but <laughs> I assume that's what's going on right now. So it's winner go home uh, for Ty Martineau. Wish him nothing but the best. Um, you know, speaking of sports and having to win, the Iceman have been, you know, I mean, the. the They've been having to win lately, and they've been on a nice little winning streak. And right now, it seems like they're surging at the exact right time. And joining us right now, we are we'll probably be joined by Iceman head coach Jason Christie. Coach, how are we doing today, man? You guys are playing some pretty good hockey right now.
2: Yeah, no good, Austin. Yeah, I know the guys, uh, you know, we're 9-2 here uh, in the last 11, and... Uh, like you say, peaking at the right time and, and, you know, give it up to them. You know, they've been battling hard and, you know, winning on the road when we really need to, and it's been good.
1: Coach, what do you attribute to that, right? Because, I mean, you, you had that nail-biter of a game against the Florida Everblades. You, you come back and you win it in overtime. Um, what do you attribute right now to your team really peaking at the, the right moment?
2: Well, it's you know what, all year, like, we've been losing those one-goal games, and, and it's something, you know, before you win, you got to learn how to lose sort yeah. of thing you know what i mean and, and and that's something where you know we knew we were right there but you know i i honestly think it was kind of just getting a little bit dirtier grittier going to those hard areas and you know making them understand that not everything's pretty you know sometimes uh you have to get you know a bloody nose or whatever to score a goal <laughs> and you know what the guys are doing it right now like you, you know uh Smatula and gurduck you know, has got in the last eight games. He's got 14 points. So you know, he was just named uh, ECHL Player of the Week here. And, and but again, it's it's not something where it's coming easy for him. He's had to put the work in, and and just like all the guys, and you know, we uh, we've been getting out of everybody,
1: coach. And you mentioned obviously the physicality and really you know that that grit um that your team has been playing with you know when we talk about the sport of hockey like obviously every team plays hard right and every team skates hard and all these adjectives but like do you run the risk sometimes of when you're playing that brand of hockey when you, when you're playing that intense physical brand of hockey do you worry about guys maybe getting a little too run down especially now with the way you guys are on the road and everything and the way the season is set up or do you just say hey man we you know we have to push the gas down and say Let's
2: Let's get it. Yeah, I would know. honestly, we're in that situation where we just have to get it right now. And, you know, but but again, uh, the, the times have changed. Like, these guys, you know, I have guys packing coolers on the bus. Like, you know, like, <laughs> of food. Like, it's the game's changed quite a bit. You know what I mean? Like, these guys put in the, you know, 24-7 here taking care of themselves. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to see. But you could just see they don't get worn down as, as easy or, you know uh in, in years past just because you, know, you take care you know it's a well-oiled machine you know you got to take care of it for sure
1: coach you know after that long road trip and everything around the state of florida and everywhere you guys are coming back home now what does that mean in terms of playing in front of your home crowd getting that little bit of, of a refresher obviously and probably adding some more energy to your guys out there on the
2: ice well it's awesome you know and, and our fan base has been great you know like it's uh I just remember last time we were in playoffs here, uh, you know, a year and a half before the shutdown there, but it was just electric, and, and, you know, our guys feed off that for sure, and and even this year during COVID, we still had around 4,000, and, you know, it, it bumps in there pretty good, and I know the guys feed off that for sure. Coach, you know,
1: when we talk about the sport of baseball, obviously there's a lot of superstitions that, that that take part of here. I'm not sure, and obviously I grew up playing hockey. I don't remember it being a very a superstitious sport. But, but my understanding is that when you guys wear the Thanos jerseys or whatever the case may be, you've had a lot of success. Is that something where, you know, if you're a coach, like, do you want to see those jerseys a lot more because you're having so much success from it? Or yeah. is it just kind of like it doesn't really matter, let's just go out there and let's play some hockey?
2: No, I, honestly, it doesn't really matter, but I, I kind of like just sticking to the old traditional stuff, you know, like I know it's big nowadays, all these kids and gaming and all that stuff, but <laughs> I, I don't even know half of it anyways. And there's the cartoons and stuff, but you know, I do know Batman and stuff like that. So, you know, we do have our Publix jerseys on with, the uh, the what do you call it green there oh yeah um on sunday so you know that's a little bit of a change but i kind of like the old traditional our old uh iceman jerseys and but i think the guys enjoy wearing them
1: oh no without a doubt so tell us about the home stand really quick i think you guys are playing the orlando solar bears then you have the Green, uh then yeah you're playing the swamp rabbits you're playing, actually playing at greenville and then coming back home later on in right. the week to play greenville then you have the wheeling nailers um and then you're back at the florida Everblades again tell, tell us about that schedule coming up obviously with some must-win games coming
2: up as well well you just hit it right there it is a must game but the only, only thing we can control is ourselves right now we just got to keep going like you know it hasn't been, you know, uh, all of a sudden you just flip a switch and things go like they put in time and and you know during the games it's a full sixty here and they've been doing that so you know we play Orlando here tomorrow we always have tight games with them but you know again we we just have to keep playing where we are Doing to Greenville South Carolina on uh, Friday Saturday Sunday and then back home for a four game stand uh, one against Greenville on Wednesday and then uh, Wheeling on the following Friday Saturday Sunday so. It'll be good. Uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, uh, start cranking up a little bit more fans in there and, uh, keep her going.
1: Jacksonville Iceman, coach, head coach, Jason Christie. Uh, coach, I got one more question for you, then we'll let you go here. Obviously, I'm a big NHL fan as well, you know, and, and I'm all about right. spreading the sport. And, you know, the NHL, they just inked a new deal basically for seven years, a broadcasting deal, um, which I believe it's with Turner Sports. So it'll be TNT and those family of stations. What does that mean for, I guess the sport going forward obviously we talk about playoff hockey time that's really really ramps up and now it's going to be broadcasted to more eyes and more households is that only going to help the sport of hockey grow
2: I think it's huge Austin like you hit, like you're absolutely right. for us anyway anyways like we go on the road like you know the stations that they're on right now we go to a hotel and half the time you can't even watch the sport you play you know they yeah. have you know they have darts on there and stuff like that but <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, for us to be able to go in, I, I know kids like watching the game. And, you know, us, uh, obviously Andy, our owner, uh, done a great job, you know, obviously buying the practice rink and really wanting to grow the game of hockey here in Jacksonville and, and starting with the youth and stuff. And I think it's just going to be huge to be able to watch it on TV and then obviously have our youth program. And then obviously with uh, with our team playing, I I think it's, it's going to be good.
1: Iceman head coach Jason Christie, coach, thanks for taking a couple minutes to talk to us, and best of luck in your upcoming games.
2: All right, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, and
1: uh, hopefully Ty gets a W tonight. You better believe it. We're open so too. I'm sure he will. Ah, that's great, man. All right, cool, cool, cool. So yep. So that's yeah. Listen, the Iceman, right now that they're rolling, man, and um, I think in terms of you know a hot ticket in town, I, I get it. You know, we got wrestling going on. There's a lot of things going on right now in Jackson, but we got the drafts coming up. But um, check out this Iceman team. Right now, because they're they're firing all cylinders, and like Coach said, I mean it's a good time to start peaking because when we talk about playoff hockey, everything gets ramped up to the nth degree. And if you saw any of those playoff games last year, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's, it's really cool, uh, to see the Icemen playing really great hockey at the right time. Just like any sport, it's the ebbs and flows. You know, I think football is a little different because you only get 16 games, we're 17 games per season. So you almost got a peak like the entire year. But with baseball, obviously, even with basketball and even with hockey, um, it's a different, um, kind of match or anything like that. Speaking of matchups, speaking of matchups on the water, let's just say. Let's go ahead and switch it up a little bit, switch topics we go from hockey now, frozen water, if you will, and now we go on to the high seas with uh Captain Rick captain, how are we doing?
0: Oh what a segue you know you ought to <laughs> consider a you ought to consider a career in broadcasting Austin I, th- I think that may be your next big thing well I'll
1: tell you what captain and I always said this I have a face for the I have a face for broadcasting radio, so I think I'm in the right yeah, spot right now, man, having fun with it. How are we doing today? <laughs>
0: You and I share that completely oh, all. <laughs> doing outstanding. Turned out to be a little better offshore day than what we thought today. Wind didn't pick up till later this afternoon. That was very, very good news for the guys who are cobia fishing. Right now, it seems like there's more cobia out on the wrecks than there are crews on the beach. There's just a whole lot more boats on the beach looking for them. So it seems to be a little easier to pick them off of the wrecks. There are also a handful of triple tail around. So if you see something floating, and it looks like there's a glob of seaweed floating next to it. Watch out, because that could very easily be in a triple-tail using something that's mm-hmm. Uh The bottom fishing has been pretty good. Trolling has not been very good. The word from the Gulf Stream again yesterday afternoon, very slow trolling. We're not doing much on mahi and tuna right now. Nobody really knows why or where they are. It's just a... Uh, the situation that we're up against, but at least the weather's good. We'll take that this time of year anyway. Talked with Captain David Boris a few minutes ago. He's on a charter, charter inshore. Said he has one more redfish to catch for his charter to be limited out on reds and they've also done very well on whiting in the river which is rather strange has one 16 inches long that's a big one for being in the river now i think we're going to hold this weather pattern through tomorrow it's going to be another good day then thursday it chops up a little bit i don't like the looks of the weekend but you can count on one thing austin we'll be back tomorrow afternoon with another fishing report and a check on the weather brought to you by workman's quick fix plumbing
1: Rick, man i appreciate it man thank you man we well, get things camouflaging themselves. Listen, I mean, I love fishing like anybody else. I go ice fishing. All right. I, I go to the lakes. Coos, you know how I feel about the oceans. And when he says things like that, you want to get me on a boat anytime soon. All right. When when things are camouflaging themselves and it's dangerous, I'm not sure. Did you do any charter fishing in Mexico? Probably not. huh?
3: No charter fishing, yeah. but we went snorkeling. I and would have been so
1: cool to see that. To what? See what? To
3: see the camouflage and fish and
1: all yeah, that. Yeah, now we're all set, though. <laughs> Did you see anything cool and snorkeling? Did you like, see
3: yeah, so, aquatic uh, wildlife? To, in my very, very small knowledge of animals. Sure. Okay, Join the club. Yeah. I uh, I believe we saw one puffer fish. You know, the fish that kind of oh, like swell yeah, up. You
1: yeah, gotta be careful with those things.
3: I think we saw one of those. I definitely saw a sea urchin, okay. uh, which, again, got to be
1: careful be with. Be careful with those things yep. as
3: well. <laughs> uh, sea turtle. There was no mistake that that was not. What it was,
1: but once again, and we talked about this before a little bit yesterday. I think it was. Be careful with those as well.
3: I yeah, I mean they're harmless. It's big though, huh? Oh yeah, it's, it's big. big. It was it was literally the size of like my chest. Like yeah. it was it was a big turtle. Yeah. Um, I believe we saw a, fl- a like a flounder. You know, like how they like lay on the bottom. Okay. I think it was a flounder, but it had some cool designs to it, so maybe to match
1: the coral reef a little now, bit. Now, did you have like a guide or like a navy seal <laughs> out there with you in case stuff no. went down? So,
3: so the way they do it is there's somebody that swims in front, and there's okay. there's they both have you know like a like a floating device essentially, mm-hmm. and we all had essentially like a a um I don't even know a life jacket on. Sure. But it was like a belt more. So it, okay. it kept you afloat, but you could, like, dive down if you wanted to. Okay. And so... And
1: by the way, like the snorkel, you mean, like, it came out of the water? It wasn't, yeah. like, the ones like that are... No, like no, the...
3: scuba diving. No, no, okay, no. We Okay, didn't do that. okay, okay. Um, and so it was good, and you're supposed to, like, kind of follow the instructor as he was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. The problem I had is when i looked down i mm-hmm. couldn't hear anything anymore because i'm kind of underwater well
1: and you know what they say in, in the water nobody can hear you hear your scream right that's actually space but, yeah, but water <laughs> applies here too same thing. yeah uh
3: so we did that and a lot of times i would like see a fish and i'd be like oh i want to swim like i would just start swimming with the fish mm. and then i would be like following it and seeing the other fish that it was interacting with and doing that and then mm-hmm. i'd look up and i'd be like oh i'm so far away from everyone like mm-hmm. i gotta go back mm-hmm. and um I found out afterwards when we got back, apparently the guy who was, like, supposed to stay behind and be the last person following everyone, he was, like, yelling at my fiancé wife okay. to, like, hey, wrangle him back in. Like, he's he keeps because, going off too much. Okay, so he was getting upset with you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he was bit. getting yeah. mad. But, like, again, I saw a ton of fish. There was yeah. a bunch of people that stuck with the group. And when we got back, to like, I saw like two fish, and I okay. was like, Well,
1: okay, you well, probably should have branched out a little. So yeah, so hey, let it be a lesson to all you guys out there. If you're on vacation, you want to go <laughs> on a fishing, ex- what do you even call it? Just a scuba uh, excursion? I don't know, whatever don't know. you would call it. Yeah. But um, yeah, don't listen to your instructors and just do, go do your own thing and see what happens. <laughs> just like Coons yeah. did.
3: Well, they said that they were hoping to see a stingray, and when they took us over to where the stingrays. I guess were the last time they were there. Yeah. It had gotten the waters had gotten more rough, so it was kinda hard to see. And I was like, I'm not trying to I, I can't see over there, so if there is a stingray, I'm not gonna see it anyway. Yeah. So I stayed over where it was a a little bit shallower yeah. and where the turtle and the flounder Good. And the uh,
1: I'm gonna be honest, it's gonna be a no for me on the stingrays. Why not? Because they took Steve Irwin
3: out. I, you know, I said, you, the, you I mean said it, the exact same thing and, as we were getting in. I said, I said, do you think I'll get Steve Irwin? Yeah. And my, oh, wow. my wife was like, that's, that's, my, oh, yeah, she's that's like, like, that's so aggressive. Yeah, that,
1: that's very aggressive on your part. This is coming from the guy, and I'm not lying here, and I think this is a safe environment. I'm just talking to you. I'm not talking to anybody else right now. <laughs> yeah. It's coming from the guy who's been to the Jacksonville Zoo because, you know, we have the yearly memberships, so we're pretty much season pass holders. <laughs> they, they have a, a, a Stingray... Yeah. Um, petting aquarium where you yeah. go by and they come by, they give you like a high five. The stingrays do. Must be like a thousand stingrays in there. I I don't know how they feed them all. It is what it is. Honestly, mm-hmm. my son absolutely loves it. Of right? course. Um, my wife saw about it. I don't get too close. No? I, I don't get too close. And now like, keep in mind that they, they're not, they've they're taken really the stinger guys. out. Well, yeah. They've taken the stinger out and everything like that. But no, all, all it takes is one. All it takes is one in these streets to be like, hey, Just don't forget, Steve Irwin's on our list. You know what I'm saying? And that guy was wrestling alligators. I saw that guy do so many amazing things, and the stingray took him out. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect Steve Irwin and say, "Hey, stingrays! I don't care if it's at a petting zoo. I don't care if I'm watching Finding Nemo and that giant stingray who takes the kids to class shows up on the screen. Fast forward it." Okay, not, doing it. not 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 gonna get a stingray a pet like my son does. No, man, I'm smarter than that. I'm hip to the game, and I damn <laughs> sure aren't gonna go to Mexico and look for stingrays in the wild in their home.
3: In in essentially the middle of the ocean. It in the, was in the middle. It was of great. The ocean. You could see you could see land on so like it was in between uh, Cancun and I forget the island, but there's an island right off there. And it, sure. I, not too far in between because you can kind of see on both sides land. But, like, if you were to be out there without a boat, that's a long time until you get to land. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute
1: <laughs> no for me, sir, an absolute no for me. All right, when we come back, let's steer back on sports a little bit here. Actually, we got a big event taking place. I believe it's Saturday. No one's really talking about it yet because we got those Trevor Lawrence goggles on. But I would be remiss mm-hmm. if I don't bring it up a little bit because, well, it's really the only time we'll probably bring it up the entire week. More on that when we get back here on ESPN 690.
0: Brent Martineau. I finished put, I put second, right? I lost in the championship, you. Yeah. Austin Lane. I, hey, hey, you know what? You
1: didn't win, okay? That's I, all that matters. I didn't win.
2: Don't, don't worry about what you did last year. You no. didn't win. Okay? I didn't win, and
1: you know. I auto-drafted. <laughs> right.
0: Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. The reason why Urban Meyer took this job was knowing he had a quarterback that could be one of the great young quarterbacks in this league. A league loaded with superstars at that position in order to win a Super Bowl. you got to have your own top guy. He's historic. He's just not really good. He's historically great. And when you get a Trevor Lawrence, you have to believe his career, when it's all over and said and done, will probably have a minimum of two to three Super Bowls that he at least plays in.
1: Now Kuiper for the win. Two or three Super Bowls that he plays in, though, huh? All right. Let's do it. Why not? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, in a perfect world, yeah. Can we, can we see the guy get on the field first before we start anointing him a Super Bowl? I, mean, I get it, man. It's fun. It's draft talk. It's speculation. And I'm for it. It's fun to... Like, listen. This season, or this past year, it, it wasn't a great one, right? But, like... Through that pain, through that suffering, and we don't know how this draft is going to shake out. Yes, we're going to trust Urban Meyer. Yes, we're going to trust Trent Baalke, and hopefully it works out. But what going through that crap last year, what it has anointed us is the fact with the first pick of the draft, we can just sit here and chill. We can go to players' hometowns. We can talk about their endorsement deals. We can do all that stuff. That's what it has afforded us. So, yeah, Jacksonville. Soak it in, because the first time in a long time, the first overall pick of the draft is an easy one. All right? It's an easy one. It's not, well, do we take Luke Jokel or Lane No. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's the most important position in football. And it's the best position right now in terms of talent-wise. Sit back, relax, and enjoy it. And when I talked about endorsement deals, if you follow my social media, and if you don't, that's cool too. I'm not gonna say my, you know, my Twitter name, whatever. It's what I mean, whatever. But when when you uh, if you've been following social media lately, yes, there's still been some haters out there. There's been a couple of haters out there that have an issue with players going to Jacksonville and the endorsement deals. And you know how I had to do it. I had to clap back a little bit. And I had to post a couple tweets poking fun at some of those haters. Maybe a little. NFL draft bites per se, but it's all in good fun. And like, make no mistake about it. You can call me petty. You can call me unprofessional. You can call me whatever you want to call me. It's one thing if you make fun of the football team. I get that right now. They're, they're still a cheap shot, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're still the easiest shot available because this, this, this team hasn't done a lot in a decade. Okay. And, and I've been around for some of that. I've seen some of that with my own eyes, and I've covered some of that. Go ahead and and heckle the team. Go ahead and make fun of the losing record. You know what? The the, the team probably had it coming. Not going to fault you for that. But what I will fault you for and what I will not tolerate is the national media or the quote-unquote and the biggest quotes ever, experts, that want to sit here and blast the city. They want to sit here and blast the fan base. So when you say things like, oh, Trevor's going to Jackson, will have fun with your endorsement deals at your local Ford dealership. See, that's not you slamming the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team. That's not you being a quote-unquote, once again, an NFL expert and slamming the team. You're trying to slam the city that I live in, and you're trying to slam the people of the city. And growing up in central Wisconsin, in the middle of absolutely nowhere, Small-town pride is what you got. No matter where you go, that pride goes with you. And if somebody badmouths your town, you stick up for yourselves. That's how I feel about Jacksonville. So I can't say this enough. Say what you want about the team, but leave the people and leave the fans out of it. And if you want to clap at the fans and you want to clap at the people and you want to clap at the city, well, I think you've been on social media to know enough that, hey, we come at you full force. Okay, Uh, we may not be the biggest army in the NFL, but damn, are we an aggressive army, right? Because if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And let it be said with that. But then all of a sudden, something happened last night, Coos, and I'm not sure. Actually, you know, I I texted the group this and man, you know, I'm a Jaguars fan, obviously. I cover the Jaguars, so I have to be unbiased, but I'm also a former player, so I can be a fan at the same time. And last night. In my DMs, not going to say who this is from, but they told me, hey, Austin, you might want to check out the next Jay Gores tweet that comes out and really check it out. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, this person hasn't really talked to me that much. This is interesting. Um, you know, slid my DMs a little bit. So there I sat, waited on um, short breath. What, what What is this person trying to tell me? Like, what am I supposed to be looking for? And then all of a sudden a video of Marvin Jones gets released with the caption, there's going to be a lot of Duval chance with number 11 in the end zone. And it's, you know, it's chapter two of The Hunt, um, and it featured Marvin Jones. And underneath that, where this person told me to look, where this person told me to get ready, what did it say? Presented by the local Gainesville company, Gatorade. Yes, I'm petty. Yes, Jaguar's Twitter it can be petty. It can be great, but it can be Tom Petty as well. But now, all of a sudden, you mean to tell me that we're in the we're in the end game right now? We're in the Infinity War, and Thanos's guys are are closing around faster than ever. And all of a sudden, Thor shows up. All of a sudden, Jaguar's Twitter shows up, and they got that new hammer that was like a, a neutron star or whatever, and they're bringing that out and they're saying, hey. Jags, Twitter, we see you. Hey, Austin, we see you. Try this one on for size. And they joined us as well. That's cool, man. And you know why that's cool? Because every other person that's not a Jaguars fan or that's a national media member is going to say what? Petty. That's that's very petty behavior, not very professional behavior. Well, first of all, I'm not professional in any means when it comes to sports radio, okay? I, I learned that the hard way. When I first started doing reads, Brenton even told me, you're you're reading those reads too professional. Okay. It's it's time to stop being professional. Yeah, yeah, I can bring some kind of professionalism to the table if I have to. But you know me, man. It's all fun and games. It's just just sports after all. But you mean to tell me that when one team in the National Football League, one team of 32 comes to defend Jaguars Twitter in pettiness? It's one thing if you're going to defend them. You know, with the toaster or something like that in charities. That's fantastic, right? You, you, you got to do that stuff as well. But we're talking about going to war with the national media, and Thor just shows up and says, hey, guys, long time no see. I got your back. I was proud to be a Jaguars fan last night. Because Jaguars Twitter is now Jaguars Twitter. And when I mean that, I said the football team, me, anybody else who feels threatened, violated, or whatever you want to say about the national media, we're all on the same page right now. Now, how's this team going to do in the next couple of years? We'll see, right? I hope it does well because we're talking a lot right now. But that's the point, isn't it? It's that when you go out battle, when you're trying to fight Thanos, or if you find yourself in a dark alley, you got your homies with you, okay? You got Jaguars Twitter with you. And now you got the team with you as well. We are one. Okay. 904, we are one. And I can't wait till draft night. Cause guess what? I might have a couple clips in the chamber, if you will. I might have a little, I might have a little thing saved up. Something special just for draft night, just when they announce Trevor Lawrence's name. But it's cool, man. It's a cool thing to see. Say what you want about this past decade. And once again, I've lived it. It's been sucky, it's been frustrating, it's been a lot of things. But a couple of cool things have come out of this. We have Urban Meyer here now. We'll see what happens. Trevor Lawrence is coming into town. We'll see what happens. But even greater than that, and once again, with all due respect to Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, the coolest thing that has happened this past year that I've seen with my own eyes is the fact that we're all on the same page, everybody. Like Jaguars fans, we ride and die together. And I get it. We're not the biggest fan base. but damn it if we're not one of the most passionate fan bases and one of the most petty, and one of the most petty fan bases. and that's cool, man. because we talk about the York Jets and the Giants and all these big names and heck even Green Bay. and you watch how they do their thing in terms of cheering, in terms of social media interaction. Everyone's got their own agenda, okay? Everyone's doing their own thing. When we talk about Jaguars Twitter and the Jaguars fan base, like, yeah, there's people doing great things over here and doing great things over there. But when one of us gets attacked, we all go to war. And I'm not sure every single fan base right now can say that. That's why I was so happy. I know it's stupid sitting here talking about it now. But that's why I was pretty pumped up to see the official Jaguars Twitter clap back last night as well. Because we're all on the same page. And you know what? There's been a lot of suffering. But you know what they say? Sometimes you got to go through you got to crawl through, you know what, to get to the promised land. And maybe this is the, the this is the final piece. Maybe we we've you you crawled through so much bad stuff where now it's like, "Hey, finally." And you better believe. If you if you attack us, we're going to come at you. But don't let us go to a Super Bowl, because I would hate to see what social media had to say about Jag's Twitter. More on that when we come back here on ESPN 690. What do you
0: like about Matt Jones? Um, I like that him along with four other guys I think is capable of being our starting NFL quarterback
2: and capable of winning with. I think there's five guys there. That's that's been the biggest thing with all of this. Um, Once you make an organizational decision um, that we need to get a starting quarterback, you look into all the options of how to get them. And you watch the ones in the NFL that you thought you had an option with, and then you look into the college and where you think you can to get them. I wanted to get it into a spot where I knew we'd for sure get one. And hopefully, knowing the first two that are going, uh, we could end up getting our favorite one. And I don't believe
0: that would have been at 12. Um, so we made a position, we made a move way back in the day to make a decision. We're getting to a spot to get a starting NFL quarterback.
1: Kyle Shanahan, stop trying to be Kevin Costner in draft day two, okay? Like, you're you're, you're trying to make it a big publicity thing, a giant smokescreen thing. Don't sit there and say that you don't know who you're going to take, okay? You traded away a first-round pick, I think it was a second-round pick or a third-round pick, whatever it was. You trade away draft capital. You don't do that unless you know the plan. You know the plan. You don't want to tell us the plan, and that's fine. That's how the draft works. I'm not mad at it. But please do not sit there and insult my intelligence and say that you have no idea it's between five guys. No, it is not. It is between more than likely. Now, keep in mind, assuming Zach Wilson goes to the Jets, I think it's between Trey Lance and Justin Fields. My opinion. Now, I could be way off. They might actually take Mac Jones, but you know how I felt about that. I've said it many times on this show, and I'm sure we're going to say it tomorrow again and the next day until it finally comes to fruition, and I can't wait for that to happen. ESPN 690, Action Sports, Jacks Austin Lane. Brett Martineau on location watching Ty, hopefully winning his baseball game. We got one more segment here, and I kind of teased it a couple breaks ago. We got a big sporting event taking place this Saturday, and nobody's talking about it, and rightfully so because we have to worry about the NFL draft, and that sets a precedent. But there's still a big sporting event going on, one that no one's talking about, and that is the Kentucky Derby, ladies and gentlemen. Now, yes, I went to school in Kentucky. Yes, my mascot was the Murray State Racers. What a good effect! I, I got goosebumps right there. I mean, now, <laughs> now we're officially locked and loaded. There we go. We're, we're right in a row. Now, do I know horses? No, actually afraid of them. I've never ridden one before because they're bigger than me and I don't like them. Goose, Do you, you know horses? <laughs> yeah, I've I've ridden a horse. Wait, but, but do you know horses? You know, do you know horse racing? Oh no, not at See, all. So here we I are got nothing. on an ESPN affiliated show with no horse expertise whatsoever. But we got to talk about the Kentucky Derby because, well, it's a sport. So with that being said, to appease the higher-ups, to appease the horse fans all around the world, in this in the syndicate listening right now, let's go ahead and bring these horse names up. Will I give you any kind of expertise about betting? No. I will not even talk about betting. Uh-huh. But here's what I will do, Coos. And here's what I want you to do with me, Coos. Let's go ahead and break these horses' names down. And let's go ahead and see who we like, who we don't like, and then let's pick our winners from there. So the horses are posted. If you're listening on the radio, don't worry. We'll say them all. Let's go through the list really quick, and let's give our thoughts about the horses competing. Once again, not from a skill perspective, just from a first-name basis. First horse we got, Bourbinic. Bur- Burba- bourbonic, bourbonic, bourbonic. Can't pronounce the name. Well, I assumed not it was a like a horse. I assumed
3: it was like a bourbon thing.
1: Yeah, bourbonic, bourbonic, Bur- Bur- bourbon, bourbonic, 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 bourbonic. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. No, because it, hey, it took me ten tries to try to even get there. Absolutely not. Horrible horse name. Coos, your thoughts?
3: Uh, if it's a bourbon plug, then I'm cool with it.
1: Well, I'm, dude. No, I like me a good bourbon now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But, I'm probably fine with it. But uh, don't. Made me think of bourbon when I saw it. Okay. Second one, Brooklyn Strong. Like this one a lot. Yeah. The, the Strong, um, I, I don't know what he's bringing to the table. And, well, he's 50 to one, so not a good horse to <laughs> bet on, I would say. But from a well, main perspective. you know, in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, there's not a lot of sp- <laughs> a to Oh, wow. And, and the nuts say, what's up? Yeah. Uh, dynamic one. Who's your thoughts? A little cocky. I like it, though. Yeah? The dynamic one. Kuz, in a 3-4 defense, I need a dynamic player. I okay. need a dynamic horse as well. Maybe this horse is going to win the race going backwards. Who knows? I like dynamic
2: one.
3: Uh, yeah, okay. I can get behind it. Okay. It just seems like it's a little cocky because like, it this feels is horse like— horse racing. Get yeah, cocky, dude. Yeah, but you named yourself yeah, dynamic. But,
1: yeah, but <laughs> Kuz, though, like it's horse racing, right? So bring a little pop okay. and circumstance to yeah, it. Sure. Essential quality. Next one.
3: Again, a little, a little cocky. A,
1: a little cocky. Qu- like, a little cocky, and I get it like, hey, it's the pandemic, essential like, employee, essential employee. Yeah. Co- eh, I don't like it. It's, 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 it's trying to, it's it's too extra.
3: But it's uh, apparently the best ch- odds
1: to win. It's not going to win. Okay. I'm not going to let an essential horse like that and then an extra horse win. No, absolutely so this would be not. the year to do it, though. Yeah, for sure. Next one, I, I hate this one, I'll tell you right now. Helium. Helium.
3: Yeah. Thoughts? I feel like it speaks to me. In a, in a high voice? Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible name for a horse. <laughs> you you guys are millionaires, and you name and your horse is the dumbest names. Uh, next horse, Hidden Stash. Not mad at this one. This is like a 50-50 for me. Th- I
3: feel like there's a story behind this horse. This sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and depending on that story, if we could talk about it or not yeah. on this. On the, yeah, but that's why I said it's 50-50. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie. I like this one. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a cool name. No, I like Hot Rod Charlie. Oh, wait.
3: You jumped over highly motivated. Oh,
1: my bad. Highly
3: motivated. I like this one because they're saying they're motivated. So I feel like they're going to win.
1: They're highly motivated. Okay, but I mean, here's the thing, though. If you put a job application and you put highly motivated, like, to me, once again, you're a little extra okay, and you're but, probably lying. But, Just but say you're motivated, what, though, huh?
3: What does it mean if Urban Meyer says Trevor Lawrence is highly motivated?
1: Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> And I'm back on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Coos. Damn good point. All right, highly motivated is a, is a yes for me and for you as well. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie, yes.
3: Yeah, I'm fine with it.
1: All right, cool. This one, keep me in mind, but it's all one word.
3: Well, it works for Twitter, the hashtag.
1: What do you mean the hashtag? Oh. Well, it's all oh, one word, so it's already so, ready for hashtagging. No, see, this, then this is a millennial horse so absolutely not if you're gonna just call your horse keep me in mind put some spacing in between the words it's it's keep me in mind all one word no thank you
3: they should have capitalized the like m i and m yeah in it to really help space yeah, it out
1: yeah. space it out or something uh next one we got king fury i like this one a lot yeah, i like king too. fury i mean you know tyson fury uh fury with brad mm-hmm. pitt that tank movie and then king like you can't go wrong with king fury yeah love that name uh known agenda
3: that's another one. I feel like there's a story behind
1: some kind of like psychotic ex girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, too a little too aggressive for my liking. Like the king. Nah. Nah. Yeah, me neither. Nah. Uh, Kuz, feel free to pronounce this next one. Uh, I was gonna say Mandalorian. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> and that's where my mind went, but it's man Mandaloon. Mandolin. Men. Mandal-, mandal Is it mandolin? Mandalon. Like the No, it's like not mandolin because the... mandolin's got an eye in it. Yeah, I think mandaloon no idea Coos, thoughts uh too confusing okay and,
3: and 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 trying to spell that on twitter to be like i'm excited that this horse won that sounds yeah. like a disaster for me medina spirit okay
1: what does medina mean i
3: don't know me but it's got spirit
1: i don't like it okay Coos, <laughs> this is this is the one oh. dude this is the Oh, oh let's have a moment of silence for this horse because this could be the front runner right here because me and Coos are on the same page we love this one a lot Midnight, and I'm going to say it really sultry, Midnight Bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's right, Midnight Bourbon. Who's your thoughts? I love it. Because I can I
3: like the first one because I thought it was a bourbon plug.
1: No, for sure, but this one's even better. Midnight Bourbon. The only thing that I could put it over the top where I would actually probably spend my life savings on this horse <laughs> for one race, Midnight Burnt Bourbon. Mm. Midnight Burnt Bourbon. Yeah. But And by the way, this is a Mike Smith... Uh, He's the jockey. I feel like he's a good jockey. I've heard the name, heard the name before. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't maybe know maybe where you're going with this, because he's a I football got... coach. But <laughs> I feel like he's a good jockey on Midnight Bourbon. Next one we got real quick. Oh, Bezos. I like the joke there. I'm about it. Well, I guess I missed the joke. Oh, well,
3: Bezos. Like o Jeff Bezo- Bezos. Yeah.
1: So why is it Oh, Bezos? I don't know. They're like Oh, o Bezos. Yeah, that's what I assume. Because <laughs> when the race. Don't try to be funny okay. in the like Kentucky Derby. Like this well, is like going to the Players Championship and rocking. Actually, I tried to do that rocking a Happy Gilmore, but both uh, oh, Boston Jersey, yeah. which I try to do, but then quarantine. Uh, rock your world. Yeah, yeah.
3: Although they have five to one odds, so I guess they're they got a good chance.
1: To me, rock your world sounds like any kind of Billy Idol, like any kind of song from you know the eighties, where it's like I'm gonna rock your world. Wow, yeah. I'm a rock. Star. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want I'm gonna be honest. to do that. The next three
3: are my top three, probably.
1: Okay, well, let's say the first one. Uh, hang on. Okay, Sainthood. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. You mean to tell me this one I'm about to say is <laughs> in your top three? Probably my number one. Sir, go ahead and exit ESPN 690 Studios immediately. This. All right, everybody, listen to this one. And I'm not exaggerating. This is the actual name here, and this is one that Kuz has been on record saying he enjoys this name. Number one on my list. This horse is thirty to one, written by Tyler Gaffalone, rocking the 19 position. The horse's name is Soup and Sandwich. <laughs> yep. And you mean to tell me that you like this name, Soup and Sandwich? The combination of Soup
3: and Sandwich is elite. So I in mean, with what? With everything. With with the
1: with, with, with a lunch you yes. don't need anything else. Not a horse race. Yeah. No, they no. gotta handle.
3: They got the soup, the sandwich, and now they're gonna get the win. Soup and sandwich is what you're gonna go with, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thirty to one odds. Yep. And then with all the 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 um Bitcoin and all that stuff, I'd like the next I, one too.
1: I'm gonna tell you what right now. Okay by the way, the last one, super stock. Yeah, very, very on brand, very mm-hmm. on par. Going back to soup and <laughs> sandwich, though. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if this is like the next Sea Biscuit, and he wins the triple crown yeah. and and soup and sandwich is in there with Sea Biscuit, and the, give me another. Fam- uh, oh, there was a Pennsylvania one, too. Shoot. Oh, hold on. Give, give me some horse names quick. I will not stand for this, ladies and gentlemen. If a horse named Soup and Sandwich wins anything, that 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 will be the death sentence of horse racing. American Pharaoh is the one I was if thinking about. If we're of. talking about American Pharaoh, and I'm talking about the greats, the Mount War Wars, Wars. we're talking about War Admiral, Omaha. we're talking about Omaha, and Secretariat, and Man O' War, <laughs> California Chrome, Black Caviar, the, the greats the Mount Rushmore, and then some. If soup and sandwich <laughs> finds its way in the greats like that, horse racing will lose all legitimacy for the rest of time. And the fact that you had the audacity I to say it to happen. one more time for the folks at home, here, turn me up in the back if you can't hear me, soup and sandwich is Coos's top yeah. three horse names. Oh, yeah. That's
3: number one.
1: Coos. Check yourself. <laughs> oh, and on that note, now I'm angry. On that note, I'm Austin Lane. That's Justin Kuz. Has the worst taste in horse names ever. Brent Marno watching Ty play baseball. Best of luck to him. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Draft right around the corner. Soup and sandwich. It's for dinner. Have a good. It's for lunch. Have a good one. <laughs> stay safe. Stay casual. <laughs> we are out. Peace.